Hello, everybody. Welcome to another episode, episode 77 of the Canberra Football Show. Uh, round five review. Joining me, as always, is Michael Georgeski. Michael, how's it going today? Good, thanks, Matt. I uh, hope you're doing well as well, obviously. Uh, obviously, we've got some action to break down and dissect and talk about. Obviously, plenty of action, plenty of goals, plenty of uh, good results as well, and some cracking games too as we would have expected when we were talking about these fixtures that just finished up in our last episode. So keen to get into it and talk football as always. Indeed. And uh, this week, unfortunately, MPLW, we still had two uh, postponed matches, but CPL and MPL, we have a full slate of matches to cover. And Michael, I believe you have the first one. I do, Matt. And it was a game that had huge stakes for either one of these teams to really get their season kick-started. And it was Tuggeranong United who came away with the victory away from home against West Canberra Wanderers. Rufa Gales on the score sheet for West Canberra. And for Tuggeranong United, it was Walker and Hislop on the score sheet. Like I mentioned, Matt, a huge clash for these two teams in terms of where they are on the table at the moment and going into this one, seeking their first victories for the season. So there was plenty on the line and a really good opportunity for either side to get three points. So in this contest, we had sort of Sam Walker uh, being denied in the first 10 minutes of a goal uh, through offside, but just over uh, the 20-minute mark, so just a tad bit over 10 minutes later, uh, he managed to stay onside uh, for the next phase and finished with a bullet header into the goal. It was a fantastic cross and all he had to do was get his head on it to score basically into um, somewhat of an empty net. It was a fantastic header to give his side and Tuggeranong the lead in this, this match. But West Canberra did a fantastic job of regrouping and they got themselves back in the game map just three minutes later. And it was brilliantly worked from their own half of the pitch all the way through to the final third after Rufagalis was put through brilliantly, bearing down on goal, beat the keeper. There was a bit of a tug of his arm as well before he put the ball in the back of the net. So potentially if he wasn't to score that, referee could have potentially pulled that back for a penalty. But nevertheless, they made it 1-1 in the match after 24 minutes. So already a cracking start to this game, Matt, and, you know, you could sense that both sides, you know, really wanted to get that first win of the season. And I think that was sort of showcased as the match went on. You know, you've got two goals that were scored in the first 24 minutes, and then it was a really tight and close affair between both of these teams. But a stroke of genius from coach, Tuggeron coach, I should say, Mitch Stevens, saw substitute his slop, get his head, on a ball that was played over the top towards him in behind the defence to seal a dramatic late win for Tuggeranong United in this game. And obviously they get their first three points of the season. They left it late. I'm sure that's not what they would have wanted to do, you know, heading into this one, leaving it late to get the victory. But nevertheless, you take three points where you can get them. And in this case, they get their first victory of the season. That's going to give them... A lot of confidence, their first win back in MPL football since being promoted from CPL last season. So you've got to imagine that the confidence and 
the overall morale in the group will breathe a sigh of relief after this result, Matt. And for West Canberra Wanderers, this one's going to be a, a tough one to swallow, especially considering the fact that they had done so well to get themselves back into the game so quickly after going 1-0 down. And, you know, when you can see a late goal like that, considering the circumstances that they find themselves in where they still are seeking their first victory for the season, it's got to hurt most definitely. But like we always say, these teams can't hang their heads too low. You've got to take it one match at a time, put this match behind you and concentrate on the next game and get three points and build yourself up and uh, make your way up the ladder. So a fantastic game that was on uh, display there at Melrose. Matt, who do we have next up? A cracking clash uh, between two teams that are in form this season. Yeah, not only in form, but this was a top-of-the-table clash, wasn't it, uh, heading into this one. And it was Tigers that got on the score sheet first through Emilio Kishta, 14 minutes into the contest. Kishta followed up pr- from a rebound uh, of uh, Nick Tineski's, uh shot. That was first time people sort of signaling that it went past Um Tigers were trying to say that it went past in the back of the net, but once the rebound came off, Emilio Kishta made sure to put that in the back of the net, so Tigers took the lead. It was uh, Popovich, a man in form that uh, leveled the scoring for Olympic eight minutes later as he received the ball uh, from a quick free kick, beat his mark and charged in the box and was able to release a a shot just before about two or three Tigers defenders swarmed in. to try and get the ball off him and obviously put it in the back of the net. In the 39th minute, Olympic took the lead as Alan James intercepted the ball and released it to Ellie Darwich. Uh, Ellie did a nice little flick around his uh, marker and uh, ran around his marker as well before squaring it for Popovich, uh, who was able to score his brace. And as I said, put Olympic in the lead 2-1. And three minutes before the end of the first stanza, Nick Popovich scored once again to make a 3-1 for his side. A long free kick was launched over the top of play. Uh, the Tigers defender came up short with a pass across goal, which Popovich raced onto and unleashed it past the keeper for his hat-trick, giving Olympic um, sort of a monumental advantage heading into that half time. Uh, that was it in terms of the goals, though, in this one. Popovich is now the equal leading top goal scorer along, uh, with five goals alongside his teammate Luca Flores, uh, Gungalan's Max Green, and Tigers' Josh Golevsky. Tigers now trail Olympic in second place by three points with the match in hand. Um, of course, uh, we need to mention there. They're also tied with Monaro, however... They uh, lead on goal difference. Canberra Olympic, as I mentioned uh, throughout this sort of review, uh, stormed to another victory, placing them at the top of the table. And as I mentioned, the Tigers still have that match to catch up on, though. This is now four wins and five for Paolo McCaw's side. Uh, They have the best goal difference of the comp with plus 11. They've scored the most goals with 15 and have conceded the least with 14. So overall, uh, if you're an Olympic supporter... You couldn't really ask for for much of a better start uh, from Olympic bet maybe bar from being undefeated. It's just been such a great start for the season. This sort of tips it off uh, for them to begin with winning this top of the table clash. Um, So Olympic 
very much in the thick of things, Michael, as we uh, just pass round five. That's right, Matt. Uh, a great contest, a huge win uh, for Canberra Olympic away from home, and well done to Nick Popovich for scoring a first-half hat-trick. Very difficult to do in this league, so well done to him and to Olympic. But nevertheless, we'll move on to our next game, Matt. What an absolute cracker this one was. 3-3 between O'Connor Knights and Gungahlin United. In this one, for O'Connor Knights on the score sheet, Driscoll, Pierrick Cullen and Adams. It was an own goal uh, from Pierrick Cullen of Gungahlin uh, United. Uh, we then had Max Green on the score sheet twice for Gungahlin United, the visiting team, and Jack Green, the other Green, uh, scoring in the second half with Gungahlin United's third goal in the contest. Like I said, what a great game this was between both teams. Um, a great counter-attacking goal from Gungahlin United to open the scoring after a superb pass from George Timotheo, picked out Max Green sort of towards the back post, took a brilliant touch and finished into the roof of the net to make it 1-0 to Gungahlin United. They almost doubled their advantage before the 20-minute mark, but they were denied by the crossbar, yet as a result of yet another fantastic pass from Timotheo. That would ultimately come back to bite Gunners as O'Connor got themselves level thanks to a great head-off from Driscoll in front of goal to make it 1-1. The Knights, however, would shoot themselves in the foot uh, by giving themselves by giving away a spot kick, Matt, two minutes before the break, which Green converted to make 2-1 at halftime. A great half of football, and we were, you know, that was only going to continue into the second period. Uh, the Knights, they came out really strong in the second half, Matt, and for the second time in the match, they got themselves level after a great piece of individual skill resulted in an own goal from Perak Cullen. So that made it 2-2. The second time that O'Connor Knights made back up the deficit that they had got themselves into to get themselves level. And then the Knights would continue that momentum after finding the equaliser for the second goal to grab the first lead of the game through Michael Adams, who took the ball off the goalkeeper's feet to make it 3-2. So the Sort of keeper had the ball at his feet. He was sort of dwelling on it a little bit. And then Michael Adams made sure he paid by snatching the ball off him and putting the ball into the back of the net to make it 3-2 to O'Connor Knights. But that wasn't all the drama, Matt. And it was Jack Green this time in the Gunners outfit who produced an outrageous goal. I mean, this was not what you would expect of a centre-half, that's for sure. It was more... A striker's finish. It was very creative. Sort of had the ball on the angle there on the top of the box and managed to chip the ball beyond the goalkeeper over his head into the far corner. And it's 3-3. That's how the game ends. It ends in a draw. And what a spectacular match of football this one was. It had absolutely everything. It had drama. It had goals. And, you know, the spectators there and the neutrals watching on at... O'Connor there would have been absolutely delighted to what they were able to witness that day because there was a lot of great football being played, goals scored, so you can't complain too much. Matt, 
what's our last uh, match for MPL? Yeah, what a fantastic encounter you just broke down there. And it's not the first time we've seen Jack Green, uh, the captain, pop up with a massive goal for his side. Uh, so, like you said, everyone that was at O'Connor there was um, introduced to an absolute spectacle of football and once again just sort of shows how competitive this MPL comp is. And talking about competitive matches, we had probably uh, sort of the epitome of a competitive match here. This one looked like it was going to be a stalemate, nil-nil uh, but in saying that, though, uh, I was at this encounter, caught a decent amount of it, and um, it was so close in this one. Uh, there were a decent amount of chances for both sides and um, a, a good amount of chances indeed, and both keepers uh, stood up really big in this one. Jordan Thurtell, from memory, had a number of great saves, as did his counterpart, uh, Sam Brown. Uh, honestly, top, top-notch Um goals and it was really going to take something um sort of special or out of the um ordinary to beat either either um keeper here and as i said it seemed like it was heading to a competitive stalemate here at nil nil very very late on in the game jordan thurtell uh took a free kick from well from right literally just um before halfway it was one of those ones where i was just like last minute get everyone up let's see what we can do and he put in an absolute bullet of a free kick, uh, and it dropped right for Rocco Stricker, who was able to head it first time past Sam Brown into the back of the net. And, yeah, very late drama. And uh, Monaro stated on their Facebook page that uh, um, that they uh, got revenge in this one. Uh, I'm assuming that's uh, referring to being knocked out of the cup by Canberra Croatia a couple of weeks back. Monaro, with this win, launched themselves into second place, uh, tied with Tigers, as I mentioned before, but they trail on goal difference. And as I mentioned also before, Tigers do have that match. Um, do have that match in hand. Canberra Croatia find themselves with one win in four matches and in sixth place. Uh, it is worth mentioning, though, that Canberra Croatia as well um, do have a match in hand and they're only like... A win off fifth. They're only like a win off fifth place, four points off the top four. It is a bit weird. Five rounds in, saying Canberra Croatia in sixth place. However, as I mentioned, it's such a competitive comp. They're only really a win off being back in that, and they do have that match in hand. So, um, depending when that is, that could be sooner rather than later if they're able to get a victory in that one. Uh, Michael, as I mentioned, very competitive comp, and that continues into round six, where we have, I'm sure, a few of these matches will be very, very competitive as well. Absolutely, Matt. First up, we have West Canberra Wanderers at home again, playing hosts this time to O'Connor Knights, Saturday, 13th of May, 2 p.m. at Melrose Synthetic. You follow that up with Canberra Olympic up against Monaro Panthers. That's going to be a cracking game. Saturday, May 13th, 3 p.m. at O'Connor Enclosed. We've then got Gungahlin United up against Canberra, Croatia. Sunday, May 14th, 3 p.m. at AIS, AIS sorry, Grassfield 2. And last but not least, Tuggeranong United back home against Tigers FC. Sunday, May 14th, 3 p.m. at Canberra 201. So we've got the two games on the Saturday, two games on the Sunday. So a perfect balance split. 
between all those fixtures. So you can get out to either one of those games or both, uh, sorry, either one of those games on Saturday and you can do the same for the Sunday kickoffs as well. Matt, let's move into MPL W action where we had Canberra United Academy up against uh, Canberra Olympic. Yeah, like you mentioned, uh, Canberra Olympic 3-0 victory over Canberra United Academy. Uh, Jaloka Whittle and Thornton scoring these ones. I'll break it all down here. Olympic did open the scoring with an absolute corker of a goal in the 33rd minute. Jaloka picked up the ball well outside the box and unleashed an absolute bullet of a shot, which dipped just under the crossbar and over the keeper's head. Really nice goal there from Nicole Jaloka. Olympic intercepted the ball for the second um, in midfield and um, the play ended with Olivia Gurney's run. Uh, They had a defender trying to win the ball back and sort of that rebound off uh, the defender trying to win that ball um, had Maddie Whittle pounce on the ball and was one-on-one with the keeper and didn't waste a chance and placed, placed it in the back of the net to make a 2-0 for Olympic, heading into halftime, giving them a good advantage. As I mentioned, heading into that interval, despite CUA trying to push back um, I was into this one, it was Olympic who would hit the back of the net in the second half. Gurney, once again, with a great cross, um, well out wide, um, huge ball into the box with the ball sort of hitting off the COA defender and uh, and none other than the uh, than uh, Michaela Thornton, who did not waste her opportunity at all to put her side 3-0 uh, into this one. Huge win for Canberra Olympic as they are now one point behind Canberra Croatia. And they're also tied in second place with Belco, but they're just trailing Belco on goal difference. However, the reason why it is also a big win is because Canberra Croatia, as you're about to mention, Michael, uh, did drop two points uh, on the weekend. So Olympic and Belco have a chance with their matches in hand uh, to surpass Canberra Croatia, which once again... As we mentioned before, such a competitive comp when there's literally one point separating um, the top three uh, was so early on sort of shows that we're going to have a such a great week-to-week tit-for-tat title race. And in terms of CUA, on the other hand, they're in fifth place with six points. However, they're only one point off that top four. So it's not all doom and gloom for them. They also have a match in hand. Uh, so once again, not just the top of the table is really competitive this season. And as I mentioned before, only two matches in this one due to some matches being postponed. And the last match of our MPLW offering was another absolute cracker, wasn't it, Michael? In a rainy Deacon Stadium. It was, Matt. It really, really was. Uh, tough, tough conditions for the girls out in this match. Canberra Croatia versus Gongolan United, 2-2 in this one. A double for Palombi, a double for Pennyfield as the shares were spoiled. Um, in this one, a cracking encounter, uh, despite the very, very tumultuous uh, weather, Matt. But the first half, you know, proved to be very, very tight as either side couldn't break the other one down. And that was sort of highlighted by the fact that it was nil-nil going into the break. But the second half would see four goals produced. So we start things off with a great cutback from Barach, saw Palombi 
give Canberra Croatia the lead in this one and she showed her brilliance in front of goal as she has proved so, so many times in this competition. To score the first goal of the match five minutes after the restart, she would then score her second goal five minutes later after sneaking around the back of the defender to finish at the near post to make it 2-0 in what was a great start for Canberra, Croatia in the second period. But credit to Andrew Woodham's team in the second half, Matt, after going 2-0 down. They didn't throw in the towel and their efforts to get back into the game were justly rewarded when Pennyfield capped off a scrap fest, to say the least, in the box before uh, Pennyfield scored into the goal to make it 2-1 and reduce the deficit. She would then pop up again six minutes later to make it 2-2 as she proved to be the hero in this case for her team to get her side level and, you know, obviously set up a fantastic sort of last 12 minutes in that game, but neither side could go on and get the win, which I think goes to show just how tight this game was how closely contested it was. Two teams that are playing very, very well this season, especially Gungahlin United after the season that they had last year. They're really playing well, and you can see that the confidence is starting to come back in that playing group after not playing particularly well in the 2002... Sorry, the 2022, not the 2002. That's a long time ago. 2022 season. So we talked about it in the preview for the start of the season, we're expecting a bit of a bounce back year for Gung Island United. And, you know, they managed to get a tough point away from home at against Canberra, Croatia after being 2-0 down as well. So there's plenty of positives to take out of that for them. Matt, what are our MPLW round six fixtures and what fixtures were postponed in uh, this past weekend for MPLW? Yeah, and before I get into that, I should probably mention as well as also rainy conditions for the Olympic and the CUA one over at Hawker Football Centre. Uh, but the two matches that were postponed, ANUWFC against West Canberra Wanderers and Tuggerang United against Belconnen United. Uh, all right, the round six fixtures, as we mentioned, Belconnen United against Canberra United Academy Saturday, May 13th, 3 p.m. at McKellar Park. Canberra Croatia against ANUWFC Sunday, May 14th, 2.30 p.m. at Deakin Stadium. Canberra Olympic face West Canberra Wanderers Sunday, May 14th, 2.30pm at O'Connor Enclosed. And to round off the action, Gungahlin United against Tuggerong United Sunday, May 14th, 3pm at Gungahlin Enclosed. That leads us into our last league to review this week. Full slate of matches once again for the CPL. Michael, who do we have first up? And um, some absolutely cracking fixtures here. Yeah. Uh, to say the least, Matt, uh, some absolutely fantastic games that went on in CPL this past weekend. So we kick things off with Canberra White Eagles up against ANU, a prolific CPL fixture as it's proved to be over many, many years. And it was 2-2 it ended in this one. Lamachane and Kreskus on the score sheet for White Eagles and Hope and and Lopez scored for ANU in this contest. Canberra White Eagles kicked off the scoring in the sixth minute, Matt, so they got off to a very, very good start via Roshan Lamashan. Uh, so that's exactly the sort of start that White Eagles would have hoped for coming into this game, and they got exactly what they wanted only just six minutes in. So building on that 
sort of confidence of a great early start. But unfortunately for them, ANU bounced back brilliantly and had an answer to that goal three minutes later via Nick Hope to make it 1-1. Already two goals in the space of the first 10 minutes, so you just knew this one was going to be action-packed for the fans and the neutrals watching on. And before you knew it, Tim Lopez gave the visitors the lead in what was a tightly contested match in the 25th minute to make it 2-1 to ANU. White Eagles weren't prepared to give up without a fight, though, and they fought back uh, for a goal late with five minutes to spare as Crescus equalised and made it 2-2 to get White Eagles. A valuable point when you look at it, considering they were down 2-1 with five minutes to go, so it could prove to be a huge point maybe later on in the season. The point means that White Eagles dropped to seventh place, though, just one point behind Wagga and two behind Brindies and ANU. ANU, sort of speaking on them now, despite the draw, they still remain in the top four, tied with Brindies on seven points, in which they actually played the Corwell uh, base side uh, this week. So that should be an absolute crack, and we'll get that into more sort of detail about the where and when when we dissect the fixtures for this upcoming weekend. So that should be an absolutely fantastic match. Matt, we had one cracker that I just broke down with Canberra White Eagles and ANU. And that didn't stop in the next game, did it? No, it didn't. This was another top of the table clash. So uh, in this one, I was lucky enough to catch the second half uh, of this encounter. Queanbeyan City against Belconi United. And as I said, at the time, it was a top of the table clash. Um, Nico Abbott and uh, Christian Juna with the goals for Queanbeyan City and McCarran and Tunney with the goals for uh, Belconnen United. Uh, very tight encounter um, from all accounts at um, High Street in that first half. Uh, it was a really good atmosphere in Queenbeat, and that's just the first match um, that these two will be playing. Um, there's obviously two more matches for every side sort of against each other in this comp. Um, and if these two are there or thereabouts at the end of the season, <laughs> we're going to see... Um, uh, even better atmosphere with more people there. Uh, it was Belconnen to open the scoring in the 56th minute of playing this one uh, as uh, David McCarran ran on the end of an absolutely great slice ball over the top of the defence and uh, once he grabbed it, unleashed a bullet past the keeper. Uh, Queenbeyan levelled, though, uh, in the scoring through Nico Abbott as he converted a chance from the penalty spot. When it's seen, this sort of reminded me a little bit of the Tigers Croatia game, uh, where when it seemed like the match was over at 1 1, Belconnen took the lead in the 94th minute uh, as the Queenbian defender lost the ball deep in his half. I believe it was to Robbie Katnak, won the ball and squared it um, across the goal for Hayden Tunney to complete play and put it in the back of the net to give his side a 2 1 lead. And once again, when it seemed like play was over and the match was over at 2-1 to Belconnen, uh, Queenbeyan came up big with a late goal to make it 2-2 less than a minute later. Christian Juna completed uh, his home sides, pressed down the pitch and placed it in the back of the net to steal an all-important point. Like I said, great atmosphere at this one. Back and forth game. Uh, both sides had their moments in this game. Uh, both sides... Uh, Probably, I mean, 
probably would be annoyed uh, to sort of give up full points. But uh, as I said before, this is going to be a tit-for-tat, week-by-week race. And as I mentioned, they're not the only ones that are looking, as I'll mention soon, they're not the only ones uh, that are looking to get themselves there. Belcon United now find themselves in third place as Ugali leapfrog them by one point uh, with their win at home, like we'll mention later in the program. Queen uh, City, on the other hand, remain at the top of the table, top of the CPL standings, with a two-point lead over Ugali and a three-point lead over their opponents, Belconnen United. Uh, both sides, probably uh, Belconnen, probably a little more annoyed, uh, I would say, at the draw, just considering where they are on the standings. But again, they're only a win away. And Queenbian will be annoyed to um, sort of let that lead slip, uh, uh, sorry, to sort of go down to Belconnen twice, but they were able to come back twice um, and score those goals. Uh, so as you know, with a long season, uh, not every match or result is going to come pretty, so you need to come back from those, and that's what Queenbian were able to do here. And uh, as they did last week as well when they were down a man. So Queenbian are showing um, that they can come back from these, from um, conceding uh, no matter the circumstances. So as I mentioned there, Michael, uh, we are going to have one hell of a race, and we're only five rounds in. You're absolutely right, Matt. It's going to come down to the absolute wire, I think, this season in CPL. Next up, we have Brindabella Blues up against Canberra Juventus. It was 2-1 in this game to the Brindabella Blues. Ward and Wilk and Wilkes, uh, sorry, on the score sheet there. And for Gungal and Juventus, it was Duck. So the Blues opened the scoring in this encounter with about 35 minutes played. Juventus tried playing the ball out of their half. Brindis took the ball and there was sort of a neat little dink uh, through ball for Jamie Ward to run onto the end of and was able to beat the keeper and place it into the back of the net. So a very nice goal to give Brindabella the opening goal and the lead in this contest. Brindis doubled their lead a minute before halftime, so a crucial goal to uh, the Brindies in this one at a very, very good time. Not so much for Canberra. Juventus, uh, a massive long ball from a free kick into the box resulted in a scramble and the keeper couldn't get his hands on it. Henry Wilkes had a touch or two and ended it with a little chip over the mess and it trickled in. So 2-0 to Brindies heading in at half time. Just exactly what Ray Juna would have wanted heading into the halftime break. Juventus were the ones to score in the second half and the only goal in the second half in this contest when they halved the deficit with nearly 20 minutes to go. You know, they won the ball and Nathan Duck ran onto it and placed it past the keeper into the near post for his third goal of the season. So he's having a good season for Canberra Juventus and they'll hope that his individual form will continue for the rest of the campaign. But obviously it proved to not be enough as they came away with nothing and Brindabella picked up a valuable win. So what this means for the table is uh, this is Brindy's second victory in a row and they've launched themselves into tied fourth with ANU on seven points. However, ANU do have that lead on goal difference. On the flip side of that, you have Juventus still uh, remain last with three points. However, if they can pick up just a victory, they'll be straight back into the mix uh, as they're only two points off seventh and three off sixth. So it just goes to show just how tight 
this competition is and how a victory can honestly change so much for a team. So we're going to see how everything sort of unfolds over the next few weeks when this ladder starts to take shape. But this is a good opportunity for teams to really get some points and build some momentum to stake their claim in the top four or better yet, try and get promotion. And Matt, who do we have last up in our CPL fixtures? Last up in CPL is a huge win for you, Gali, 5-2 over their Riverina, uh, sorry, over their Riverina Derby uh, opponents. Wagga City Wanderers, huge victory for them. Um, the first, and one thing I want to say as well is uh, if, if you're free uh, when the Ugali game's on, look on their Facebook page. They've got the live stream, uh, live feed going there. I think they've got a bit of, from what I, from the footage I was able to see um, when I was doing my write-up for this, they also have a bit of commentary as well over it. So go check out Ugali's football page. So all their games in Griffith are, common, uh, are live stream. Definitely go check it out. Some uh, good work there from Ugali to be able to see this action. Um, and they opened the scoring 13 minutes into this contest as Darren Bailey made a run down his left wing, nipped a nice little through ball around the defender for Priest to run onto, and Priest beat his marker and placed it past the keeper who came out to try and stop it. Player coach Darren Bailey doubled the lead for his uh, for the home side 16 minutes later as Mason Donald did a huge switch of play to Darren Bailey across the field who proceeded to unleash an absolute bullet into the top left corner. That was an absolutely great goal there from Bailey. Wagga City Wanderers half the deficit, though, uh, in the 38th minute as Jake Plongis played a neat ball over the top of the Ugali defense as Tyler Allen um, ran onto it and he proceeded to unleash an absolute, another bullet into the top left corner. So we've seen already 2-1 into this one. 38 minutes gone, we've seen two um, some absolutely terrific goals Ugali opened the uh, so as as halftime went, it was two one. Ugali opened the scoring though in the second half, sixteen minutes in, as Ruben Donadell's effort hit the crossbar and Josh De Rossi was on hand to follow up uh, the rebound to make it three one. Fourteen minutes later, Wagga City Wanderers weren't going to give in without a fight though, as they scored again to make the score three two. Nashwan Suleiman uh, was the man to score the goal as he lobbed the ball over the top of the keeper. Uh, for the far post. Uh, five minutes later, Darren Bailey took a massive free kick for the far post to find Sam Samuel Ricciti, uh, who headed it uh, into the back of the net at the near post, 4-2 for Ugali at this point. Uh, Ugali rounded off the scoring six minutes from full time to make it 5-2. Josh DeRossi and Isaac Donadell had some very neat, uh, nice back and forth uh, into play as they uh, went down the pitch and it ended with De Rossi rounding the ball around the keeper for his brace of the match. Tough loss for Wagga. They kept fighting back, as I mentioned in this one, though. However, Ugali were just too strong and came out the victors in this one. Wagga sit in sixth place, only one point off the top four, though. As I mentioned, fantastic victory for Ugali. They've now made it three wins from three at home, solidifying... They really are solidifying Solomon Stadium as a fortress this campaign. Um, no, no better way for them to start their home four neither with three straight wins. And they now find themselves in second place, as I mentioned before, with nine points. One point above the team they defeated last week in Belconnen. So uh, for now, anyway, uh, after the first of three 
uh, rounds in the Riverina Derby this season. The Riverina currently is yellow. Michael, who do we have in our round six CPL fixtures? Yeah, so first up, we've got Wagga City Wanderers up against Queanbeyan City. Saturday, May 13th, 2.15pm at Gissing Oval. We then have Brindabella Blues up against ANUFC. That should be a great game. Saturday, May 13th, 3pm at Ipen Park there in Corwell, as we mentioned briefly earlier in this episode. That should be a great game. We've then got Belconi United up against Canberra White Eagles. Saturday, May 13th, 3pm at AIS Grassfield 2. We then have, and lastly, Canberra Juventus up against Yulgali. Saturday, May 13th, 3pm at Ainsley Field 2. So we've got some great games there, Matt. It's very tight at the moment in CPL. So we'll wait and see what happens this weekend to see what the table will look like. But I can assure you that there'll probably be some positional changes in and around there. Yeah, try and get out to one of these matches if you can. Uh, CPL is always uh, great offerings of football around the capital. So definitely try and get out if you can. Uh, Michael, any last words before we sign off for today? No, I mean, I'm really looking forward to obviously a lot of these games across the three different uh, competitions and definitely looking forward to sort of like I said just there with the CPL action, really seeing how the table will look after this round because on a round-by-round basis and like we touched on earlier, a victory really does a lot for a team and can it can change a lot in terms of where they find themselves one week and where they can find themselves the next if they manage to just get a victory. So you can expect a lot of positional changes across all three of the different competitions. And I mean, that's always going to happen when great teams are coming up against each other and there's a lot to play for, even though it's so early on in the season, every team's trying to build up some consistency and I can't wait to break it all down. Yeah, and like you said there, with um, some other teams trying to still try, uh, some of the bigger teams uh, in some comps trying to find their uh, feet in terms of results. Um, if you're not one of the more favoured teams, like you said, now is the time to sort of try and get as many points as you can, <clears throat> even though it is early on in the season. Early on in the season, um, it could make a difference near the end. And uh, over our couple of years of doing this, uh, we've mentioned a few times how. Um, Getting points early can be very, very crucial um, to either side of the table, whether you're fighting for the title or making the top four or fighting for relegation or fighting for promotion. Uh, we've seen how you know big certain results can be and sometimes it comes early on in the season. So the fact that we're breaking it down like this so early um, sort of shows that we're in for a great campaign. And um, yeah, apologies if we said uh, it's so competitive uh, so many times on this show, yeah. but this week I think really really show it really showed it this week yeah that's the theme of the episode this week uh, really competitive that's the theme yeah that's it that's it it certainly is anyway uh thanks so much everyone for joining us uh next week episode 78 where we'll be here to break down all the league action so everybody enjoy your weekend and more importantly enjoy the football